Good morning, everyone. I always feel pressured to wait for people that are not going to join the live broadcast, which is fine. I just want everyone to watch this later. I don't even really know why I do them live, but the little comments at the bottom tell me to hold on and makes me feel like I'm leaving people out. But well, We're going to get started, and we're going to make them feel left out. That's what we're going to do. You and me, ghost. Um, we're going to talk about sentence rhythm this morning, which is my favorite thing to work on and like fix. It's a very easy thing to get started with, but it's impossible to master. It's not, um, it's not something anyone ever really masters. It's just a feel. It's like regular rhythm. It's, it's something that you can start to work on and then you're never, you know, fully mastering it. Um, the hard thing is, is that it's not really like a set of rules and procedures as much as a feeling like regular rhythm. Um, you know, what is regular rhythm? It's, it's timing, it's feel, it's, you know, uh, what makes you sway to the tempo, you know, that's regular rhythm. Well, sentence rhythm is similar. It's, it's timing, feel, it's this predictive measure that allows the reader to sway along with you. And um, oftentimes you don't even know it. It's something that you recognize without really knowing that that's what you're reading. You just, I'm gonna use a really old word, but as a musician, this is a word that we use. You groove with it, <laughs> which I feel stupid using that word, but you read certain things and you groove with it and you may not even really know what it is about it. You might not even agree with the writing, but you love how it's written. Sentence rhythm is just part of what that is. That's that's a, a an essential part of good writing that you just like the feel of when you read it. Um, it just pleases your brain. And I'm going to get into a little bit about um, the neurological side of it, um, which I think I could learn more and probably do a video on that. But um, Jack Kerouac, I'm sure everyone has heard his name. Um, a lot of people don't know he was a lunatic. Um, he was a, a real beatnik, like proto-hippie kind of guy, big like army, you know, uh, military, like um, pro-capitalist, like America, you know, guy, <laughs> um, which is pretty cool. Apparently he used to watch the McCarthy trials and cheer when they locked up communists, which is <laughs> including his friend, Arthur Miller. I guess. Um, <laughs> can't really piece that history together, but he, um, he would write all night long. And what he did was he would tape paper together, like short end to short end and make a giant scroll so that he could feed it through his typewriter and he wouldn't have to stop writing to feed new paper. And he could just write and write and write for hours. And what he would do is he would listen to jazz. He loved jazz. He would listen to jazz and he would try to copy the rhythm of the jazz that he was listening to. And so his prose almost has a little bit of that rhythm in it. So I, I pulled out one quote. It's a pretty, you know, popular quote of his. If you, if you look him up on Goodreads or something, you'll probably find this. But just like, listen if you can hear the rhythm to this. The only people for me are the mad ones 
the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time, the ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. You can almost feel the rhythm in that, right? Like the sentences all get longer and longer until it all gets cut down with burn, 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 you know? And then it's like really short, staccato, truncated kind of thing, you know? Um, I pulled out, I just read a sentence in um, Greg Graffin's autobiography, Punk Paradox, that I thought, like, this, this paragraph, um, not a sentence, it's a paragraph, this paragraph has everything you want in sentence rhythm. It's like a master class in it. So I'm, I'm going to read that, and then we're going to go over a few things, and I'm actually almost done, so this isn't going to take long. Um, athletics and activities with our cadre of neighborhood pals was the daily routine every weekend and school holiday at Dad's. Hour upon countless hour back and forth, the ping pong ball, the tennis ball, the chess moves, the driveway hoops, swings, hits, and misses. We constructed our competitions with an unspoken strategy designed to make life fun through rote repetition. Never blow away the competition. Always keep it close. Better yet, let them lead. All the better to make for the life-affirming drama of a comeback and the glory of winning at the last moment. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, one man on, we're down one run. Ten seconds to go, possession is ours, two points to tie it up, serving for match and a tiebreaker, but still down one point. Fourth and goal, 20 seconds left, down by six, on and on it went. Okay, so um, in case I didn't say what this is, this is Greg Graffin's autobiography, he's the lead singer of Bad Religion. Um so many things. So first, um, I think just about everything that I would tell people to pay attention to when it comes to sentence rhythm is present in this paragraph. Um, there's subverted expectations is my favorite thing. So uh, here you see hour upon what? You're expecting him to say hour upon hour because that's building on something we've already read before. That's a common phrase. And it's what we're expecting when we read those words. But hour upon countless hour back and forth is what he says. So he takes a, a notable phrase and he twists it a little bit so that it still works. It still feels good to read, but it's not quite what you were expecting. And that's the thing I was listening to Andrew Huberman talk about. He, um, he was doing a podcast on music and um, he said that uh, a pleasing thing in music is because your brain is always like predicting what's gonna happen in the next few seconds, what's gonna happen tomorrow, what's gonna happen a year from now, your brain is always predicting. So when you're listening to music, you're predicting. And what ends up happening is if something happens that subverts your expectations, but still musically works, it's very pleasing to your brain. So like not just jumping to chaotic noise because you wouldn't like that. But if the key changes or if the tempo goes half, half time, something like that, that's very pleasing to the brain because we weren't expecting to hear that. Um, and so same thing in writing. If you take a, a well-known phrase and twist it a little bit, as long as it works in the, the rhythm of the sentence, then it's a very pleasing thing to read. 
Um, so then he gets into gaming metaphors, the, the ping pong ball, the tennis ball, the chess moves, the drive, uh, driveway hoops, swings, hits, and misses. Um, you see how it's, it gets shorter and shorter at the end and a little more, you know, quick. Um, you know, he, he starts to, you know, sound like he's announcing things and we're like moving along like the ball is. Um, alliteration is one thing I would, I would say to pay attention to. He does at least twice here constructed and competitions. We constructed our competitions. Great alliteration. Uh, rote repetition is another phrase he uses. That's great alliteration. Um, this is my favorite part. Never blow away the competition. Always keep it close. Better yet, let them lead. So now this comes after a bunch of really long sentences. And then these three sentences are relatively short. It's five words, four words, five words, which is just so symmetrically beautiful and probably didn't do it on purpose. But if you can catch that, that's like so pleasing to see. But um, it goes five, four, five. But just when you are falling into a, a, a pattern with the five, four, five, that last sentence has that comma that slows you down. Better yet, let them lead. You know, so it's not even like you're expecting these short sentences to go exactly like the one previously did. And then, nope, it's there's a comma there, you know. Um, and then after that, he goes back to long sentences and he uh, writes like he's announcing a baseball game. And they get really, really short. The, the words between commas gets less and less, fewer and fewer as it goes. Ten seconds to go. Possession is ours. Two points to tie it up. It just keeps getting shorter and shorter. And then it ends, the whole paragraph ends with on and on it went, which is just like a very open-ended thing. And even the vowels of on sound like it's just echoing out into the void. It's like a very open-ended and there's another paragraph right after it and it just keeps going, you know? Um, I don't know why I beat that one paragraph to death and, and analyzed it so much, but I'm glad I did because it has everything in it that you want. Um, it's, it's varied sentence length. Uh, he builds a lot of expectations and subverts them. Uh, he paces with punctuation, like those commas, you know, are really dictating how fast you're reading it and what rhythm you're reading it in. Uh, and then he uses the parallel structures. I, I forgot to mention there's there's a part where one, um, one sentence starts with never and the next sentence starts with always. Never blow away the competition, always keep it close. So those two sentences side by side, never, always. Perfect, perfect parallel structure for our brains to kind of just like see a pattern. Um, and then alliteration, obviously, I already pointed out, um, uh, constructed our competitions and wrote repetition. Those are great alliterations. Don't overuse alliteration, but definitely use some of it because our brains love to read it. Um, and then finally, so, so that's what I would pay attention to, varied sentence length build expectations and subvert them, pace with punctuation, parallelism, alliteration. Those are my five keys to really good sentence rhythm. Um, and then finally, read your work out loud um, to really get your own feel for it and see how it reads. You might find, oh, there's like five sentences in a row that are like 20 words long. That's too much. I need to shorten those up or or maybe all the sentences are too short and I need to stitch a few together and make it longer, you know. Um, 
I know I talk about uh, Roy Peter Clark's 55 Writing Tools a lot, but that's a great book. And there is a chapter on um, varying your sentence length. And I think that's probably the most important thing to um, sentence rhythm is choosing, you know, how long the sentences are back to back. And you want to you want to go long, long, short, long, long, short. You know, you want to you want to mix it up. So um, that's everything I got out of that one paragraph. Um, I think that's all I got this morning, so, um, yeah, why don't you guys message me if you've got anything to add to that or any, uh, paragraphs that you found, you know, really exemplified the principles we talked about this morning. Um, that's all I got today, so thank you for joining me, those of you that did, and have a lovely day.